You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. You are listening to The Undercard live from Podcast Detroit Studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. This show is brought to you by National Credit Card Relief. If you can't seem to stay ahead of your bills, then this message is for you. How would you like to have a large portion of your credit card debts, medical debts, and department store debt forgiven? National Credit Card Relief would like to give you free information on a proven debt forgiveness program. This program has been used by thousands to legally forgive millions in an unsecured debt. It's not bankruptcy. It's not consolidation. This special program actually wipes clean a portion of your debt that is forgiven from what you owe to your creditors. Call for free information and get all your questions answered. The first call is free. The more you owe, the more you save. If you have at least 10000 or more in credit card bills, this debt forgiveness program can be very effective. Call for free information and find out more now from 1-800-218-7170. There's no cost or obligation for this information. Don't wait. Call 1-800-218-7170. That's 1-800-218-7170. Get your debt problem solved. Call 1-800-218-7170 today. Let's get this show started. Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's the Undercard. The Undercard brings you the best in hand combat sports, featuring major interviews, current events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company, Podcast and Church Studios, and is produced by Rochelle Whitney. And now, here are your Jimmy hosts. Started. Brad, okay. Cody, and Jimmy. I think Emma has a nice dance, but Clarissa, overall, her power was better. I felt her power a little more than I felt Emma. Emma has a nice dance, though, but all the punches was nice. Uh, both of them, you were able to take the distance. Any regrets or anything you would have done different against both of them that now, in retrospect, having gone the distance, you would have tried? To win? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know already they're the champions, so you have to. You already with two, three rounds down. So you really have to push, the, push it more and do extra. And I guess I ain't doing enough, you know? Now, being in the ring with two world champions like that and going the distance and, and just having a great chin and moving forward, where do you think uh, your career goes from here? Obviously, it looks like Hammer's going against Shields, but uh, Hannah had a great fight, yeah, was able to knock Shields down. Would that be a fight that would interest you? Yeah, maybe. If the money right, yeah, I'd come fight him. Hannah. Hannah did great. You know, she took the power, she took the worth of punches. She went in there for the distance. She did good. So, yeah, of course, I'll take that fight. That's the last pressure Thank you. Thank you. So that was uh, Tori talking uh, that she thought Shields had a little bit more power, but she thought Hammer had a great jab. And later on in the show, you'll hear Shields think that Hammer was not rooting for her. But I was able to ask, I believe, the first few questions to uh, Christina Hammer right after her fight in, on Media Row. And one of my questions um, at the end of it, was was she going to root for Shields? And 
Uh, you'll hear her answer in a second, but the thing is, Shields didn't believe that Hammer was rooting for. Why not? It's a payday. Um, and clearly these two girls don't uh, like each other. Um, that's probably the the best part about it. Um, and we'll talk a little bit what happens after the fight. But here's Christina Hammer um, talking a little bit about her fight with Tori Nelson and the upcoming Shields. A bit about what you felt from Nelson and uh, how you dominated like Shields did. Um, she's a very tough fighter. She has a good experience. And she gets so much punches in her face. And she do uh, like, okay, I continue. And so I, I was a little bit expressed how... Uh, how much punch she can take, and so, but I, I do my line. I'm in the line and keep keep on working my my boxing uh, skills, and so I have uh, to wait every second to stop her and wait for the right punch. But so that's boxing. Every everything can happen, and I win. Uh, that's the next victory. That's important for me. You looked a little bit more explosive in the inside than you have been in the past. Is it something you've been working on? You you seem yeah. to fire away. On Nelson, but like I said, Nelson had a strong chin. Yes, um, I I always uh, use my reach, but I have uh, in the last training seasons I do a lot of uh, work inside to stop with the uppercut and land some good punches in the inside to body shot. And so uh, there's a lot of work, and I always stay focused and uh, watching forward to these fights here first, Gabriel. How big ready to fight what? Are you ready to fight for Larissa? Yes, I'm looking forward. I'm interested in this fight. What she's doing against Gabriel. Gabriel has good footwork, and that will be not a good uh, fight for Shields. And so she has to win, then she can't, can't fight against me. What's it going to take for you to beat Clarissa? What? How are you going to beat Clarissa? Um, Clarissa is good in the inside, but I can use my distance, my reach, my footwork. And so that, I think. These fights will be interested because Gabriel has a good footwork too, and she uh, has never fight an uh, opponent like her. How big would that fight be? Would that be the biggest fight the fight ever? Yes, that will be the game changer, and uh, I think every people is interested in Hammer versus Shields, and so you you ask me, what is this Shields? You fight with her? So I, I think that will be the biggest fight ever. Would you want to fight her in Detroit, or would you want to fight her somewhere away from her hometown? I think uh, a neutral uh, place will be good because I want to win. I will win, and in Detroit it's her hometown. It's not the same, you know. Everything has to be uh, neutral, and uh, so the people have that normal point for point, not in favor of. That being said, you're you're probably pulling for Shields, right? You want that fight to happen as as much as you respect Hannah. You're rooting for Shields to win tonight. Yeah, sure. That's the best win, and uh, I I'm very looking forward to see this fight. And I hope you you do it because I want to beat her. Would you go up and wait, or she come down, or how you gonna do the weight? She wants to come down in the middleweight. She do it for for the first time, and so she wants to come down to the middleweight. I'm just waiting for her. All right, so there you have uh, Hammer saying that she is rooting for Shields. This is before Shields and Gabrielle's had fought. Uh, right, uh, that all that music is the background music as Showtime is uh, uh, going through their pre-fight, uh, you know, pros, cons, all that stuff. Uh, but uh, I do have to say, Christina Hammer. Now, I think I've interviewed her a few times. is is a class act. But one of the 
people that I've enjoyed over the years interviewing is uh, Hannah Gabriels. Uh, she was absolutely a delight all week. Uh, very positive energy. And even after the fight. Yeah, even after the fight. Um, but here's Hannah Gabrielle's about her fight with Shields after she had just lost a unanimous decision to uh, Chris. Uh, I'm sorry, Clarissa. I wanted to, to see how powerful she is um, because you don't know how to fight for somebody. But uh, yes, she is powerful. Um, I don't think she's the most powerful I've ever fought. But um, uh, that's the decision. So I try to do my best. I tried to do my heart here. I don't think I lost with so many points, to be honest. And, um, you know, uh, when you're smaller, then it, things get difficult. But um, I, I, hope, I really hope that people um, enjoy this fight. I really put my heart on it. And I hope that people got the excitement to say expect from uh, Buck. Are you hey. a rematch Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tell us about the first round, that uh, knockout. Um, I I didn't expect to knock knock her down. Uh, to be honest, I don't think I'm that powerful. But um, I was I was trying to find my feet. But uh, yeah, it was difficult because he he was really strong. Um, I don't gain more than six pounds when when I finish my weigh-in. So I think that affects me a little bit because it must be a little uh, a bit more heavier. But I, I feel good. I, I stand tall. I think um, this fight shows my heart and um, what I represent as a champion. It looked like you guys both wanted to counter each other there in the middle rounds and or you were <laughs> slowing down a little bit. Uh, first off, how was your stamina through the whole fight? And then uh, were you guys both looking to counter after that first knockdown? Um, well, I think... Um, I we, we we plan to be a little bit more on the distance, but um, <laughs> I think my heart uh, betrays me because I want to go in there. I want to show it also that I'm powerful and that I do have a, a warrior's heart. So um, I don't know. After that uh, uh, knockdown, I didn't even feel like that was an advantage. I knew I had to work and work and work and work to even have a possibility to to win, right? But um, like I said, I don't think I lost for so many points. And um, <laughs> I don't know if I lost at all. <laughs> but um, I respect the, the opinion of the judges. When you are a boxer and when you're a professional, all you got in this is the trust that trust that um, the people around you is going to uh, be uh, happy, ethical, and uh, that they, they will be ethical and they will do the right thing. So if they gave her the win, that's fine with me. Who do you think wins? Should I say? I don't. Um, you know what? You know what? If if Hammer has to work a lot in her condition, because uh, I heard she looked tired a little bit with with um, with uh, Tori and Tori, she's very skilled. She's very uh, experienced, but she don't have the speed that Teresa has. She will have to work a lot with her conditioning. Her job is really good. And she can keep people um, awake. But um, I don't know. It's a fight that I would like to see. Go, go, go. 
All right, I that lost, might be the yeah. end of it. And then uh, Shields uh, came out and talked to the media. And the one thing I noticed about Shields, and we might have had a technical difficulty. And, and just in case we did have a technical difficulty, um, we might have not had some of the mics on. But w- what we are discussing here is the Shields uh, versus Gabrielle's fight. Uh, showtime. So if the beginning audio ha- had not taken place, uh, right now we are getting um, Shields' reaction to her win over um, Gabrielle's on Friday night. I'm on and I don't think she wants to touch me, but we got to fight this week anyway. We got to unify, so I'm ready. I don't know. I, I really, I really can't remember. I think every time she get in the ring, you know, she just gets in the ring and disrespects me. It's like this is my, this is my time to shine. I just won two middleweight world titles. I dropped down weight twenty three pounds, and then every time you feel like it's okay to disrespect me, you know, you and your team. I just wasn't having it today. I don't know who started it, but I'm just want to finish it for sure. Just hold it down. When you got knocked down, that stuff is something off with you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, well, one, I've never been knocked down before. Right. I've never had got an eight count. Um, but I know once I hit the ground, um, I took a deep breath, and I remember thinking to myself, I'm about to whoop this girl ass. <laughs> 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 That's what I remember thinking to myself. And uh, I just, and I just remember thinking, okay, unless you just jab, that's smart because. I already knew her arms were thicker than mine, but I, I didn't know she had any powerful watching the videos. So I told myself, cross it, you just, you just killed and show while you're the book. And I went out there and I did that. I think I did a great job. You looked more explosive tonight. Do you feel like your performance, if you would rate it over your pro career, where's this performance tonight? Um, I trained my ass off for this fight. You know, um, this, uh, despite how great I think I am, I work my ass off every camp. Uh, I run, I made sure I was in shape. Um, I sparred. I sparred uh, eight rounds, ten rounds. Um, I worked out twice a day, sometimes three times a day. Hell, I made the weight. <laughs> so, uh, just that being said, like I knew I was well prepared. So it wasn't a thought in my mind that when I got knocked down, I wasn't thinking, oh, don't get back up. I thought, let let's show her that she can't beat me. Let's show her if we gotta go all ten. I bet you can't knock me down again. I bet you can't finish it. And I, and I already knew she couldn't. I already knew she couldn't. She started dying down, uh, holding me. Headbutting me more than one time. This headbutt did not just, just cut me and just come off one head. But I mean, I think the first, the only shot she really hit me to the head, I could tell you the first round, fourth round, and the eighth. Other than that, she didn't hit me no head shot. She headbutted the shit out of me. Um, the, oh, ref wow. tried, the, the ref tried to control it, but he didn't really start saying anything until like the seventh round. But at the end of the day, I went and got the job done. So I'm happy. And with Hammer, she's the. Uh... Wait, she talking about you had to come down to her weight. Yeah, she won't come up to mine. She ain't uh, stupid. Would you, you know, if she don't come up, you're not going down, are you? We, I just played at 160 tonight. That's what I know. I said, you can't yeah, go down to so, that so weight. So we're spent. Okay, no, me okay. and him are at the same weight. Okay. She 162. Okay, the Yeah, we both. Um, hopefully it's next. I don't need no rest. I, I could have whooped her ass tonight. She lucky I wasn't able to grab her. Her and her boyfriend. I'm, I'm just sick of that whole team. <laughs> I just like I, I really got a short fuse for her. Like even when I even when I seen her all week, it just it just irritated me all week. Like really, because you think it's what six months off? No, no, I think it's sooner than that. 
maybe uh, in September. October. October. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Happy it, Halloween. It'd be way better uh, if we could fight on Christmas, but I don't think I'm that special. What happened inside the ring after the fight between you and her? Between you and Hammer, the little other case, like what was going on there? Well, just Hammer always disrespecting me, you know what I mean? Even online. And um, she thinks it's okay that she want to steal my sign. Like, I don't go over there in Germany and jump in the ring when she won a world title. But she come over here, she's been in three of my fights. Sitting ringside, jumping in the ring, talking shit. But it's like, when the hell are you going to sign the contract so me and you can fight? How come you didn't come to 168 if you're so bad to beat me? Why well, I got to come to you? You know, just me, me having to make all those sacrifices, uh, it pisses me off, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I'm out to prove that I'm the greatest woman of all time. And I'm going to do it step by step, round by round. Hometown crowd seem to live and die with every punch you threw tonight. How much yeah. that behind you mean? Um, well, I am Flint. Michigan lives deep down inside of me, so I knew that I knew that they were going to be as strong as I was, and I knew I wasn't just fighting for myself inside the ring. I was fighting for Flint, my family, my friends, Michigan, and uh, the 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 USA. You know, I'm an American, so. Um, I knew what I, I always know what I stand for, and I know that at the end of the day, I'm a champion at heart. Um, boxing is a small boxing match. I've been fighting boxing matches throughout my whole life, not even just in a sport, but just in life. And I've been able to come out on top with everything. So at the end of the day, like I said, I can take it day by day, round by round, one uh, one person at a time. I get the job done. Hell, if him are better than um, I mean, if him are better than Hammer, sure. But if he not, uh, don't I don't think so. But it will be a great fight, and uh, against two champions uh, to unify, and um, you know, it's gonna happen. So hopefully you guys be there, and uh, you guys don't know that me getting dropped in the first round turned me into a whole different animal. I'm actually kind of scared for Hammer because now I'm gonna be a lot more smarter. And uh, I'm going to go out there and try not to knock the girl out every round now because now I know that I'm going to take it more serious now. And like I said, I trained my ass off for this fight. If I could have trained any harder, I would. I trained my butt off, and uh, that's why I came out victorious. She said she wouldn't want to fight in Detroit. Huh? She said she wouldn't want to fight in Detroit. She'd want a neutral fight. Oh. Cool. Yeah. It don't matter where we fight at. She's going home with the L. It don't matter. <laughs> she thinks that my fans not gonna come wherever we fight at. They're still gonna yell and talk shit to her. I'm gonna yell and talk shit to her. She gotta deal with it. Period. You said to me about, I guess it was a month and a half ago now that you wanted to obviously win championships on, on multiple weight classes, and now you finally you got the first one. I mean, how does it feel like reflecting on that that you have your champion in two weight classes? Oh, it feels good. You know, I know I'm the. I feel like I'm the pound pound um, greatest woman of all time, and um. It feels good. I still have to. I really want to get Hammer out the way, and we'll see how I do at one at that 154 after after the fight with Hammer. But I think we just have to really focus on the weight and uh, focus on winning world a world championship. Like I said, um, I I still want to fight the best. It doesn't matter to me. I know I can come out on top every time. So. All right, so that was Shields talking uh, about Hammer, and what she was referring to is after she won by uh, unanimous decision over Gabrielle's, um, Hammer got in the ring. I think Shields invited her in the ring, so I don't know what she's saying disrespecting. I, I could be a hunt. I don't remember. I just I, remember I'll, there was like yeah, pandemonium. 
It was like, sudden. hey, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. And they were talking a little bit. And all of a sudden, <laughs> and I'm like, what? What just happened? That's boxing. But yeah. I, I think Shields pushed her first or tried to push her I don't, first. I, I, see, I didn't I even know. see you know what? Hammer in the ring. I you know, saw her on the side of the ring. How do you miss Hammer? I was going to say. No, 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 no. I saw her like on the outside Their boyfriend's of the even ring. bigger. Yeah. But you, 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 know, you know what? Uh, to answer this question, everybody go to uh, Showtime and uh, look for the, the Shields fight and you'll see what happened because exactly. we don't remember. And, and, and there was a lot of people in the ring all at the same time. We were That's, in, yeah. and so we I were, and we were, in, you know, there. and where we were, it was very hard to see what was going on. Uh, so before we go to our last little audio clip here, so I, I wrote for fightnews.com that, you know, women's boxing, man, it, it needed something. And, uh, you know, Shields, her fights, I'll just be honest, haven't been that entertaining until this last Friday. And you know what's entertaining is her crowd that she brings. Okay. The fans mm-hmm. are they they hype it up. All right. Um but she had to do something and the the excitement is that she got knocked down, so she's behind ten eight on the scorecards. And she comes back and wins. Now I, I agree with uh Hannah in the respect that the scores weren't correct. I had Shields winning. But I, I thought Gabrielle's uh, did a little bit better. But uh, so, anyways, our last little audio clip is Mark Taffet, um, one of the most five powerful people in boxing. He is officially Shields manager, and he will be the guy orchestrating behind the scenes to make the Shields hammer things successful and continue with women's boxing in Shields. So here's Mark. Uh, this is just a one-on-one last last interview of the night, and here we go. Mark, uh, this week at the press conference, you talked about uh, you can put fights on paper, but it's up to the fighters to make a good performance. You had adversity tonight. What a great fight. Tell us a little bit about your emotions right now. I am so proud of what all of those women showed tonight. First, Christina Hammer with a, a great win over Tori Nelson, and then an incredible fight, a true fight of the year candidate between Hannah Gabriel and now the two division champion, Clarissa Shields. I'm very proud of Clarissa. Diamond has to have facets. Clarissa added a few more facets to her diamond tonight. I told her when I saw that cut that she was pretty before, but now she's beautiful. And uh, she she matured a lot tonight. This is what every great fighter goes through. Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagler, Thomas Hearns, they all got down, they all got up. And that's what the fans want to see and what they remember. And women's boxing took center stage tonight. We are going to have a heck of a fight to look forward to between Clarissa Shields and Christina Hammond. And it may be the biggest and best fight in the entire sport for people to look forward to. So we accomplished what we wanted to tonight. Uh, Shields looks more explosive, faster than she has in the past. The best best might be getting better. Explain that and uh, where, where it can go from here. Yeah, well... You know, I, I think she has truly unlimited potential. She's once in a century. She's once in a lifetime. And um, she developed a lot of characters tonight. And I think she's going to be an even greater fighter because of it. If you look at what she's done, it's every bit what Lomachenko has done. And uh, Clarissa is setting a trend for uh, records and legacy that uh, no woman and very few men have ever achieved. And if she continues at this pace, the sky's truly the limit. Any idea where this uh, hammer shield fight, I mean, Michigan in consideration, Europe in consideration? They will fight in the United States. Christina Hammer came to the United States because she wanted to introduce the American public to her. Uh, it was It's part of the plan that they both won tonight, that they would meet each other 
uh, over the, sometime over the next few months. Uh, I expect in the fall that they will fight, and they will fight in the United States, and um, it will be one of the most anticipated fights in the sport of boxing. We have been saying for a long time that we want to get to the point where there aren't gender ladies, and we think we now have a great boxing match. Have nothing to do with male fighters or female fighters. Just a great fight coming up. So we're very excited. Uh, last question. Oh, last question, really quick. Uh, Nelson is a, a common opponent from Hammer and uh, Shields. What would you think of uh, Hammer's performance against uh, Nelson, a common opponent that Shields yeah. just fought? Listen, I, I thought Christina Hammer was uh, very impressive tonight. She's very disciplined. She's got great skills. She has incredible balance. You know, her, she, her, her footwork is strong. She throws good straight punches. I think she's a great challenge for Clarissa Shields, and that's what brings out the best in fighters. When the best fight the best, there are no losers. And when Clarissa Shields and Christina Hammond meet in the ring, I think it's going to be a historic fight. I think it's going to be a fight that people are going to talk about for a generation, and I think that it's going to be truly uh, be the fight that breaks the glass ceiling for women. Thank you so much, man. Hey, bring that fight. All right. I was telling him to bring that fight to Michigan. <laughs> but anyways, uh, and then I don't even know if it was off the record, his response, uh, so I, I can't say it. But uh, I'm sure they will shop that around to see the best. Uh, we're going to go to our first commercial break, and then we got an in-studio guest. We're going to switch it over to MMA. Uh, here's a guy that, uh, speaking of um, facing a little bit of adversity and then uh, changing things quick like Shields did on Showtime on Friday night, we have uh, Drew Murray. Uh, who is one of the hottest names in uh, MMA, just not Michigan MMA, MMA right now as uh, his career has definitely changed paths. He's a dangerous guy. We're going to have him at um, about five minutes. You're listening to The Undercard, Hand Combat Radio. All right, welcome back to the undercard. We deeply do apologize, but there was some uh, technical difficulties earlier. So if you caught the beginning of the show, uh, it went straight into the Tory Nelson uh, interview. What we were discussing earlier is a great weekend of boxing in Detroit. It started off on Friday with Salida Promotions and Showtime with Shields versus Gabrielle's. Uh, Gabrielle's? I'm mispronouncing stuff now. And... um. And then it continued on with Hammer versus Nelson. And we were talking about how, how good of a performance Shields had. And I, I just recapped before we went into the quotes that uh, women's boxing kind of needed a little bit of something. And what they got was adversity right off the first round with uh, uh, Hannah uh, knocking down Shields. And then Shields coming back and having the ability to uh, have a good fight against Hannah, uh, an enjoyable fight. And that's where we stood on that. And my overall um, impressions of uh, Hammer were she fought exactly as uh, Shields did versus Nelson. And so, you know, that's where we stand. And uh, so if you just tuned into the show, you you went straight into the post um, post quotes. And then as Jimmy was saying, uh, Jimmy was uh, in the crowd, the entertaining crowd good stuff yeah i mean you know i was kind of sitting back in the the shadows because that's where my seat was but uh the people that were around me were a very eclectic group we'll we'll leave it at that Mm -hmm. there was a a wide variety of different types of people and wide variety of different types of reactions to the boxing matches so Mm -hmm. but it was really good i mean i i thoroughly enjoyed myself they were i mean not just 
uh, you know, the Shields fight and not just the Hammer fight, and but, you know, the Russians and all the undercard fights, they were all really, really good fights. All right. So uh, as I talked about before our break, uh, all the buttons hit correctly here before we go. All right. There we go. Uh, it's your and- fault, Brad. You like to change things like right at the last you minute before we up, go you're on. Like, well, we're going to do it in between this and and then do this. This and is why we have production meetings. Like, or we're supposed to have production meetings. I still like the way it went into <laughs> it. So, but you know, but anyways, uh, we, we were talking before the break. Uh, we want to welcome Drew Murray to the show. How are you doing, Drew? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, man. Good. Uh, coming fresh off a knockout victory. Uh, first off, um, great victory. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and before we get into that, um, I, I kind of hinted uh, a little bit in your career, and I'm just being honest because that's what we do on the undercard. Um, you were a good fighter, but I don't think anybody thought of you as a great fighter. You made some life changes. Um, not only did you make some life changes, some training changes, and all of a sudden now you're ranked very high in uh, Michigan, but you're also on the radars of people national. So tell us a little bit uh pre-fight what what's been going on in drew murray's life well you know i uh as you did i had to make some changes outside to, you know for to make it better when i was in the ring you know i wasn't living the best life you know i was uh had a drinking problem you know i'll be honest with you and uh i'd address that you know and that, that that took away a lot of my training you know me being the best i could be you know and um i got sober and you know it seemed like between that and other personal things outside the ring it started to make me mentally stronger you know, I was able to put more work in, you know, I felt healthier, you know, and for that, they just took my career, you know, to a different level, or me personally, it's a different level, and then I made the switch in the gyms that I thought that was the best switch for me, and it's paid dividends compared to what I was, you know, I think that I found the right coach and the right situation for me that made me stronger as a fighter and also made me better as a person, you know, I think they, those two kind of, they, they, they go hand in hand, you know, with the gym and, you know, outside life as well for me. And so Mike and Norby approach you. Um, first off, uh, you, you have a, a fight lined up, and do they give you a couple opponents to choose from, or they say you're going to fight this fighter? They just they give me a name, and I take it. You know, I don't I don't need multiple names. They you know they they offer Darius. I said, yeah, let's go. Like it, I don't need multiple names. I don't care who I fight. Just send me the paper and let's go. All right, and Darius was undefeated uh, when you're fighting him. And uh, really quickly about Darius. Uh, uh, from Michigan top team. Um, I don't know. It, it's an, it's an act, but whatever boxing in MMA, it's the theater of the absurd, but you know, he kind of does like this Heath ledger joker kind of thing and stuff like that. It's going to be interesting because you, you physically broke the guy. If like when, when you play that edge and I would tell him to his face, when you play that edge of like unbeatable, when it happens like Tyson and you're invincible, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Those faces yeah. he make, he tries to, you know, act, you know, and whatever, you know, everybody that, has something. That's his persona. You know? Yeah, like, right. But to lose like he did, it's it's interesting. Could you continue on with that persona? Or now you realize you might be human, but um, you you basically wanted to touch gloves with him. So some highlights we'll talk about. Didn't mm-hmm. want to touch gloves with you. Uh, in the second round, you had him in massive trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, he saved by the bell. Probably shouldn't have been continued there. Uh, isn't able to recover uh, in time. And then you, you finish him off with uh, just some haymakers. So tell us a little bit about th- – let's let's start when you hurt him in the second round. Uh, what you're thinking in the corner. 
And then uh, when you come out to the third round, how you jump on him so he doesn't recover? I think when I first heard him was actually in the end of the first. You know, I, I felt like that his demeanor changed. I kind of seen in his eyes that, you know, he was like, I think I seen him like kind of like guess I guess himself at that point. You know, it was because I had a counter for everything he did. You know, I was, you know, he was playing checkers. I was playing chess, you know, and it was that it started about the end of the, end of the first round. And then the second round, I, I started feeling my timing come in a little more. And then I was, you know, I, I was beating every punch. I was like, okay, you know, this is, I'm starting to take over now. Like this is, I'm going to take a, this fight over. And then when I heard him at the end of the second round, you know, I'm sitting there and you can, you see on video, I'm looking at him and like, he's not getting up. And I'm like, how are they not stopping this fight? And then his cornermen pick him up and carry him to the, the corner. You're not allowed to do that. We put, right. we, we got to walk to the corner on our own, on our right. own will. You know, and I'm like, is this fight, this fight's got to be over. And they send the doctors in and I'm kind of like, I'm talking to my corner, like this fight's over. Right. And then the doctor turned around and said, he's fine. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? And then you know, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, this dude's tough. Like, what do I got to do to get this guy out of here? And then uh, if you watch the video, you see my, my best friend, uh, cornerman Brandon McGoffin, just like, he leans over and says something. He's like, end this shit now. Like, so I, and I just was like, listen, I know. And then I, I still across the cage and I'm seeing him, he's stumbling. I'm like, all I need is a couple, you know, and I just set it up and I threw a jab and I came with a two, three. And I think he might have levitated for a minute on that, that three. I mean, it, I hit him hard. And I was like, I, I remember thinking, like, if this doesn't stop him, I don't know what will. Because I hit him hard. You know, I threw everything I had in that punch, and I just threw a couple follow-ups. And, you know, referee pulled me off. And yeah, it felt good at that point. You know, it was it was a lot of hard work that went into that fight. You know, and uh, I like Darius. I really do. He's at, You know, we before the fight, you know, probably before we even scheduled the fight, you know, him and I got along great. He's a very nice guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and, you know, if, that's, if that's his persona, that's that's him, okay? He could talk all he wants. That, that's, you know, that's not me. That's not who I am. But, you know, it was just felt good to be like, you know, hey, you know, kind of kind of sh- shut him up now, you mm-hmm. know, and it felt great. You know, it was a good victory for me and my team, and it was it, it was a good night. It's just that persona and, and, and you know, been around the fight game a long time. It's it's the Ronda Rousey. It's the Tyson that, that once you, you do that persona where, like, you know, you, you remember how Ronda used to mm-hmm. walk right in their face and, like, you know, just like – but when you lose, like that persona, it seems to just like, I don't know, you take like almost three steps back when you're when you're walking that line yeah. of no humble. You know what I'm saying? And he, he could prove me wrong and come back and, and be fine. And, you know, he's got a great camp and everything like I, that. I hope he does. You know, it, he's, right. he's a great guy. You know, right. So I hope he does. Uh, it's just a tough persona. And you come across as just the nicest guy, very relaxed at weigh-ins. Very relaxed during fight week. Uh, I know you're always hungry and want to eat. I'm just too tired to do anything <laughs> at that point. I'm, so, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. I cut a lot of weight, you know. But thing with the weigh-ins, you know, and you know, the people huff and puff the chest is like you're just wasting energy. You know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not wasting energy. I don't, I don't have to talk. You mm-hmm. know, I, I'll talk when I get in there. You know, and I, you know, and I just, I don't know. It's not, it's not who I am. You know, I'll joke around sometimes, and you know, kind of talk trash online but when it comes to get ready for a fight all that talking stops i focus on training that's where my energy's at and you know and it's it's been it's been paying off now uh you're you're talking that you talk a little bit online but actually you're you're a humble guy i mean you've done commentary you've mm-hmm. been around for a long time you're a wrestling coach uh you just got well-rounded a little bit of everything but um tell us what you think the state of michigan mma is i mean uh uh strong out there are you happy to be a part of it or you wish more more promotions out there what's your wishes i'm I'm definitely happy to be a part of it this is where i'm from you know and this is where i'll stay 
you know, I will, I will add my career here. And, you know, and we're, we're taking off. People are starting to realize that, hey, we, we got some bad cats out there in the mid, you know. And for a while there, you know, we were just kind of on the back burner, you know. Then you had, like, you know, then Darren broke the scene, you know. Then you got Kevin Lee, Tony Ferguson, all Michigan groomed guys, you know, uh, Mike Perry. All of them were Michigan guys originally, you know. And I think you'll see something noticing. You, know, you got Cody Stamen in there now killing it, you know. And it's we're on the map, you know. And here soon, you know, I'm going to make sure we stay on that map. I'm, I'm going to get there this year. I'm not going to stop till I get there. So mm-hmm. this is going to happen this year. I, I guarantee it. And I'm looking at you and you don't have, I mean, what was that? Two or three weeks ago? You don't have any facial. Did you have anything from the fight? Any, any a, injuries? Anything? I had a, uh, I, I got hurt before the fight. Um, the Friday before the fight, I broke my rib. And, um, oh, I know we're talking about like from the oh, fight. From the fight. There's, like, there's oh, nothing. I had a small, small like scratch. I got kind of like poked in the eye. It was like right here. It's healed. I always heal quick though. But other than that, um, the, the kind of black eye I have was from training. Uh, before you know it was just i've had this black eye for like a month now so it was i felt fine no injuries you know besides what was happened before you know and uh just ma- minor soreness you know i went back to you know working out again today took a week off kind of rested up a little bit you know, it was a long training camp it was i think around end up being 13 weeks because they end up uh, pulling the fight back a little bit because Dar- uh, darius and i originally supposed to fight on a car before um that um that ypsilanti card that vegas yeah. car we were supposed to fight and then um I had some personal stuff on the outside of the, uh, the cage that I take care of first. And so then you know, I was training for him at the time, but then I had to push it back. So then WXT's like, we'll make it happen on our card. I said, okay. So we just kept the training camp going. So I ended up being actually a really long training camp. You know, it's kind of hard to stay healthy in that long of a training camp, especially working out hard. But um, yeah, I mean, in the fight, no injuries. Everything was fine. Now we, we talked, uh, you know, so I, I treat it as like, you know, uh, before you, you – I don't want to say get serious because you're always serious about the sport. But, um, you know, before uh, things have gotten better for you to now, um, tell everybody your age first off, Drew. And um, I really do feel after watching you the last few months here, and, like you got something going on. I'm 29 now. I'll be 30 in like a month, month and a half. September turned thirty. It's all downhill from there. I I hope it's not. Man. I'm trying to go. No, I'm just I'm, kidding. I'm trying to go up. I'll, 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 t- I'll, I'll tell you this. I didn't join the military until I was thirty. I turned thirty-one in basic training. Your thirties is actually your prime. What? So you're actually you're actually heading towards your prime. Well, that's scary then. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, who do you want to fight in Michigan MMA? I, and I mean, who knows? You could get a call from Bellator in. Uh, UFC, who knows? I mean, that's that's how quickly I think you've flipped your career. But is there anybody out there you want to fight or anybody nationally that you'd like to come up to Michigan promotion and fight? You know, I, I don't really, you know, look too too far in that sense. You know, like I said, I'll, I'll fight, you know, anybody. You know, it's just, it, it's what makes sense at this point, you know, because, you know, I, I'm at that door right now, you know, so I think it's got to make sense at this point. And um, I actually just been talking with a uh, new management company. I'm thinking about signing with them. Actually, I'm, I'm going to sign with them. And um, it's going to be huge. It's uh, I'll, be, I'll probably make an announcement sometime in the next couple of days of who it is. And it's it's huge for my career. And mm-hmm. it, I'm excited to work with this this uh, group. And like I said, it, it, it's going to happen this year. So I'm excited. All right. We're being joined by Drew Allday Murray. And uh, speaking of your age and being around for a little bit, uh, Tell us a little bit about, um, I don't want to say uh, 
who you like coming up in in MMA, but uh, some of the future superstars you think in MMA that you've seen? Uh, on an amateur level, uh, I'm a huge fan of Sterling Brown. Okay, um, he fought on that night. Yeah, uh, I was a fan of his when he before he got sick or something and uh, had to take some time off of MMA. But I was a huge fan of him before that. But then he came back, and that that dude's exciting to watch. He he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a force, you know. And uh, be a huge fan of Sterling Brown. Um, beginning pros. Uh, I've always been a big fan. I mean, pros in general, but like I'm a big fan of Marco Smallman, one of my teammates. Right. But just huge fan of Marco. Uh, extremely humble, very talented. He's one of those guys I have like endless amounts of potential. The hybrid. Baby. Oh yeah, and man, he's and he, he's a nightmare to train with too. He's actually mm-hmm. one that broke my rib. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, big fan of him. And uh, for like the low, for, like you know, lower type pros. Um, I don't get to see many of them much anymore. I'm trying to think. Off the top of the head, I'm not really exactly sure, you know, but like for the amateurs, Sterling Browns, who really sticks out to me big time. Marco Smallman, who you mentioned, he's another guy that's on the cusp of like great things. Uh, really tough, right? You, you come from a wrestling. It seems like, I mean, he's nicknamed the hybrid because he can almost do everything. Yeah. How strong is his wrestling? How strong is the complete package? Well, he was a wrestler first. He wrestled in high right. school and stuff. Um, it, it it's it's with him. It's just how uh, physically gifted he is. He's extremely strong. He looks like a fighter. He, he, yeah, he's <laughs> extremely know. strong. And it, it's it's like a, it's like that annoying strength that doesn't go anywhere. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't get he doesn't get tired. So he's just strong all the time, you know. And with him is that he he has a crazy work ethic. Like he does. It's it's so hard to outwork him. I mean, I was always raised to be the hardest worker in the room. And then when Marco's in the room, it's hard because I mean he's working and it pushes me. You know, and then you know we kind of push each other, but he's just his work ethic is just insane. So I think that's what separates him a lot from who you know people who he fights and who he's you know eventually going to fight is that his work ethic is just unbelievable. Now uh, you've had some pro boxing in your career too, right? You did two. I, I did. I did. Uh, I've done amateurs and pro boxing. I started off as an amateur boxer, right? And then well, wrestling, then amateur boxing, then I went to MMA. Now is it just now MMA? Even if somebody offered you, you're just so focused. Right now, yeah, I, I think where I'm at now, I need to focus on that. You know, at the point where I was turning my career around, I I said that I was done boxing at the point. At that point, um, not done, but you know, maybe I'd do some more boxing towards like you know when I'm on my way out, you know. But uh, right now, it it'll take quite a bit of mo- amount of money to get me back in the ring, you know, because <laughs> it's not. It's not. I can't say it's not worth it, but I mean, it's at this point, it's it's smarter just to focus on MMA right now because you know we're there. You know, oh, and you're you're right there. So it's like, you know, why why take a chance of getting getting a stupid injury, going to a boxing match or something? You know, I don't want the stock to fall at all. You know, I know they really don't. They're not going to look at the boxing match, but it takes time though. Yeah, and, and that that could be me training for boxing matches. This could be time that could be taken away from me getting you know, better at MMA. Exactly. You know, so right now, no, not at all. <laughs> Well, I love your story, Drew, because uh, like I said, it, it's a great comeback. And I'll be first to admit, I, I didn't say you were done, but, um, you know, when when people would talk about who I think could make it, your name wasn't on, but now you're right there, you know, and it's not about jumping off bandwagons or stuff like that. I just got to be honest with what I'm seeing. I appreciate and, that. Uh, you know, the the transformation has been i mean these aren't like like just little finishes too that that was a finish you know and that gets attention and it's on ufc fight pass mm-hmm. um have you been uh approached by any bigger promotions for a fight yet i mean once you get a management team things are with with sailing. who with who's coming in to manage me it's going to it's bigger promotions are coming um the things that we spoke about um 
obviously can't say. Right, right. You know, but um, there's really big things coming this year, and uh, I'm excited. Like, this is what I work for. You know, this is why, you know, we I wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning, work out, go to work, come home, go to work out again. That's why I take time away from my family is for what's happening at this point. Right. And you got a big family, a lot of kids, and I just welcome another family, one. Man. I have a huge you family. You have a new baby. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's at my father's house. I was going to bring him. You could. But yeah, I, you know, I didn't know, so he's, know. he's at my Look father's. Look at my daughter's face. She's just like, you <laughs> did sorry, it for yeah. you. Next time. Next time I'll bring him in. We'll have a segment just for him. <laughs> yeah, uh, we just, uh, my girlfriend and I welcomed Ronan uh, in January, and uh, he's awesome. You know, he, he's a chill, and that's, you know, he's a good, good, good baby. He, doesn't, he only cries when he's hungry, and that's it. So now we got to ask your girlfriend over there when he's cutting weight. Do you uh, you stay away from fried foods or you don't rub it in his face? Do you you just gotta lean into the mic and talk. Um, no, we don't eat like that in general. Oh, yeah, we don't eat like that in general. So I mean, it's not too hard to just. I just know to keep like. It's more so like cookies, ice cream. I love cookies. <laughs> Who doesn't? Like, like stuff like that. I mean, come more on. So than like bad stuff, but. Yeah, we eat we pretty clean. We eat pretty well. So. Now, were you around MMA before, Drew? No. Okay, so he, first off, how did you guys meet? And then when he tells you he's an MMA fighter, what do you think? Oh, I mean... You Google him right away, no, right? No, no, actually... You're like, is he good? <laughs> no, he sort of trained with my sister's boyfriend, now husband. And it wasn't anything that I ever... Like, I remember they're, like, trying to show me his Facebook and stuff. And I'm like, guys, I'm just not... It's just not my thing or whatever. I had to work a little bit. <laughs> All day. Not him, not All him, day. but just like, I, don't, I guess where I was in my life, it just wasn't, I don't know, a thing. And then when I met him, he was like, he said, just so just like humble and chill and just like, you know, it just, I'm like, okay, this, this could work. And then I remember him even saying to me, he's like, are you ready for this? To like be with someone who does this. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and. It's been good. It's been good. I think that if he had a big head or like this huge ego, it would make it really tough. But he's so just like down to earth. Yeah. yeah. He's always been. He is. And like actually at the fight, um, the last guy he fought, Manny, was standing next to me. And I don't he didn't realize that I was his girlfriend. So he's like talking about Drew and like talking. He's like, man, he's just such a good guy. Like he's like, I know like Darius is my teammate, but like Drew's just such a good guy. And I'm like, yeah, we'll try like being with him. And he's like, no way. You're his girlfriend, but so it was kind of cool because like he had no idea who I was, and just just like you know sit there and like, you're on a fly on the wall, yeah. Right. <laughs> just to, like just like the last guy that he just beat, like sitting there like talking so nice about him, and just like I don't know, it just well when they talk about his brother Rick, it's like but then they get to Drew and they're like he's nice, <laughs> uh, like Rick Rick they're like. You know, but like Drew, they like, yeah. Well, you know, my, my brother, he's a nice guy too. But he, he has a, he has a chip on his shoulder, that's for sure. You know, and he's a re- he is a really nice guy too. He's just not one you want to make mad. Right. And he's really easy to make mad. So <laughs> you know, uh, he's a good guy too, though. How nervous were you on fight nights? I mean, uh... I'm not. I just really get super excited, and I just like can't like I just want it to like be there already. But I'm never nervous. Like I just like have so much confidence in him mm-hmm. and his talent that I just I don't know. I think, like, if he came across as nervous, but he just always seems so just, like, sure. And I'm not afraid to tell him when he's having an off day in training. But to me, he just always goes in there sure, and it makes me confident. And and to see how much work he puts into, I think that also just, like, it makes me feel like, okay, we got this. We're good. So I I can't say I'm ever nervous. Maybe just, like, a little bit anxious for it to get there and, like, see the outcome. But never nervous. I just want to get to the chicken wings and I'm done. That's, that's, that's all I want to do. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you said you took a week off to enjoy it. What was a typical uh, Drew Murray uh, celebration? Was it with your family or uh, friends? Yeah, or? yeah, absolutely. Um, afterwards, we um we we went back to our house. You know, we had some friends over. You know, who people who you know were close. You know, I, I've had back when I drank drank all the time, and you know, I had all the big after parties, and you know, there's people there who were there just to, because I won. You know, right. it was just you know they're just to show their face. You know, whatever. You know, with this afterwards, you know, we uh, we went back to our house and we had the people who were close to us with us. You know, like Marco was there. You know, the training training partners were there. Our, you know, our, our some of our family was there, and we kept it in our circle. And it was it was just relaxing, chill. You know, we had some, we had fun, some good laughs, and you know, and then woke up early the next morning, no hangover, which was nice. And <laughs> you know, and uh, just went back to our everyday life at that point. You know, it was there. There's goals of being met, and there ain't no time for no partying. So. Awesome. Drew, uh, tell everybody where you can be found on social media. And uh, if you don't know Drew All Day Murray, if you're listening national, I tell you this, uh, definitely check him out. Uh, things are heading in the right direction, champ. Where can they find you on social media for all your career? You can uh, follow me on Instagram. It's uh, Drew underscore All Day Murray, M-R-A-I-S. And then uh, you can have me on Snapchat. My, bites, my life's pretty eventful. You know, you can see a lot of stuff with my kids. It's actually all you see, but they're, they're they're entertaining. I promise you. It's all day one forty five, and the Snapchat is my name, Drew Murray, or not Snapchat. I'm sorry, uh, Facebook. Well, we want to thank you for uh, coming in and joining us. And like I said, big things are coming, my man. Thank you. I right. really appreciate that. Thank you. All right, uh, Jimmy's got what's on tap, and then we'll go to a quick commercial break. That is not what's on tap. <laughs> all right. All right. Once again, this is What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Uh, June 30th at Oklahoma City in Oklahoma on ESPN, we have uh, Gilberto Zerdo Ramirez versus uh, Romero Alexis Angulo. 12 rounds for Ramirez's WBO Super Middleweight title. Uh, Moving on to MMA, June 26th. Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series, Season 2, Episode 3. That is in Las Vegas. Yeah, but who is on that? I don't know. Josh Parisian. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so excited for that. You like how that. I set you up on that one? No. Sure. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I'm saying I set you up so that you could say his name. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm super Because I know you're super excited. So uh, On June 29th, Bellator 201. McFarlane versus Lara. That is in uh, Temecula, California. Uh, And then the only other one that I wanted to mention was on June 30th in uh, Jappy Gymnasium in Paris, France. We have 100% Fight, 100% Fight 36. I don't know where these guys get their their names from. But that's What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Uh, We're going to go to a very, very quick commercial break, uh, and we'll be right back. We're uh, actually cutting our show short tonight, Uh, so we'll come back, wrap up a couple things, and then we'll be taking off for the evening. See you later. You're listening to The Undercard, Hand Combat Radio. She walked away to a cheap pack of cigarettes. Welcome back to the Undercard, everybody. Episode two hundred and seventy-seven. I believe yes. I heard earlier. Yes. Uh, we See? do have a new. You what? did hear. <laughs> I did hear it, but no one else did because the lockbox was lock. 
talk. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyways, Whatever, we got a new... Hey, at uh, least I caught it early. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, we got a new sponsor. Uh, it's National Credit Card Relief. Uh, if you can't seem to stay ahead of your bills, then this message is for you. How would you like to have a large portion of your credit card debts, medical bet, debts, uh, medical bills, and department store uh, debt forgiven? National Credit Card Relief would like to give you free information on proven debt forgiveness program. This program has been used by thousands to legally forgive millions in unsecured debt. It's not bankruptcy. It's not consolidation. This special program actually wipes clean a portion of your debt that is forgiven from what you Oh, your creditors. Call for free information and get all your questions answered in the first free phone call. The more you owe, the more you can save. If you have at least 10000 or more in credit card bills, this debt forgiveness program can be very effective. Call for free information and find out now uh, how you can do this. 1-800-218-7170. There is no cost or obligation for the information. Don't wait. Call one 800 218 7170. That's 1-800-218-7170. Get your debt problem solved. Call 1-800-218-7170 today. Uh, so thanks for uh, sponsoring uh, National Credit Card Relief, uh, the podcast Detroit Network. All right. So now let's get uh, talking. We, we've not been here for uh, four, four weeks. We take a little bit of yeah. time off in the summer. And well, you know, we were talking about earlier, a little bit of illness, a little bit of other things going on, so mm-hmm. yeah, it uh, you know it's been a while since we've been here. Yeah, so I mean, uh, life got in the way, right? Yeah. Uh, the crazy thing is, is that how much? <laughs> Wait, which crazy thing? No, it's no, it's been not, a month. Just how much goes on in a week, and then you miss a week, and you're like two weeks, and you yeah, miss two weeks, and, and and three weeks, you miss three weeks and four weeks, so. I'm going through this really quick and I'm like, well, what's our last segment going to be and what what can I bring up to Jimmy and throw on the spot on him here? So much negative in the world, Jimmy, uh, that we could do five shows in a row of oh, all the bad things. Oh, right. But I did want love, to talk about this because love. we like talking the entertainment industry. Yeah. Um, early Oscar talks that the best picture might be a documentary. Uh, uh, the Mr. Rogers uh Yes. Uh, I know. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. It's uh, won't you be my neighbor? Right? Or some, the name yeah, of, yeah. I believe um, it is. And I, put I, out by Focus Features. And I've I've known quite a few people that have watched it, and everybody that I know has seen it says it's just amazing. So it's it, just amazing. I saw like a teaser preview. When was this, Rochelle? Like probably February or January. Yeah, like a long, sure, yeah, yeah. Before even the hype got going on this uh, right. thing, and then the U.S. Post Office put out a stamp after yeah. I read, but which you so can't I, find anywhere, right? Yeah. Um, I started reading some of the stuff that he wrote and some of the stuff he did. And he, Fred was, Rogers, right? Yes, amazing person. Oh, he absolutely was, amazing. He was probably the single most altruistic person in our like within our generation, like our generation knew. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and he was also a trailblazer. He was a trailblazer. He was one of the first people to bring uh, a a African-American person on his show as an equal. Mm-hmm. As a, I think it was like a mailman or it was right. like some something, like which was unheard of at the time, which is absolutely unheard of at the time because they were just character caricatures at the time, you know, and 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 also like. Um, he dealt with things like divorce and abuse and, you know, I mean, just he was a pioneer in, in these 
you know, and, and bringing things that were usually talked about in like hushed silences or nobody ever talked about it, brought them to the forefront and, and, you know, and, and let the kids know that it's okay, you know, that bad things happen, but it's okay. Um, I, I remember there, and I think, I don't, if I, if I misquote it, and it might not be him, but something that stuck in my mind is, uh, I believe Fred Rogers once said, that uh, his mother once told him in a crisis, look for the people that yeah, are helping. Yeah, Fred Roger that Yeah, look for the people that were helping. You will always find the helpers. And I think, I mean, if you think about it, his show was on from like what, 1960? A long time. Yeah, it was like right. 1960-something to like 1990, even like the 2000s right. or something like that. So, I mean, let's think about that. He took kids through the Cold War – the Vietnam War, the Kennedy assassination, the Kennedy assassination, the um, the the fall of communism, the the uh, the rise of technology, um, you know, all these all these things, and he took you know new generations, countless generations, he took them and 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 showed them that you know it's okay to be different, it's okay. That bad things happen because even though there are bad things in the world, there's still good in this world, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, he was, he, I, I, I really want to see the documentary. I really do. Right. And did you ever watch him uh, when he uh, went in front of? Uh, I think it was a Senate hearing or Congress. I watched that. Yes. when I was learning about him. Yeah, it was amazing. And when when he went in front of them and they're like, "Why should we give PBS?" Money. Money. And and what he said, I mean, you could literally and I've the only time I've ever seen this in my life, you could actually watch the senator slowly like you could watch the gears turning and he went from why should we give you money to praising him. Why are we not giving you money? Right. You know, I mean it was amazing what he did, you know. Mm-hmm. He he was I mean I I know I mean he was I believe he was a Methodist preacher so I yeah. don't know I don't know because I I'm not sure but I don't know if they're available but if he can be I honestly think he should be nominated for sainthood I really do right I mean he's done he did more with his TV show than a lot of like higher ups and like the churches have ever done for the common person mm-hmm. you know I mean amazing amazing man. Now the the greatest thing about this movie is that it's going to bring him back in the limelight again. Oh yeah. Uh, we even saw some Mr. Rogers uh merchandise and stuff like that uh now coming out and th- that's great. Well, they're making a movie with uh Tom Hanks, I believe, about his awesome. life. Awesome. As Tom Hanks as Mr. as Fred Rogers, I believe. Wow. I'm going to I'm going to look it up here if I if I remember correctly, but All you need is Spielberg to direct it and then that's like I know exactly. Run. I mean, that's just like... Oh, I heard it was Ron Howard. Oh, well, probably either one, Ron Howard. That's pretty good. Uh, hold on. Tom Hanks. Now you're just uh, making me excited. Tom Hanks, Fred Rogers. Uh, I don't even think these two have ever watched one of the shows. Have you ever seen the Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Yeah. Uh, yeah Tom Hanks. Like, What's that? Uh, yeah, Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. That is awesome. Uh, wait, actually, I think there's even a trailer. Yeah, it's fake. Uh, no, it's coming from USA Today. Uh, when, it w- when was it released? Uh, do, do, do. This was published on March 20th. Mm. Uh, 
Uh, hold it. on. Okay, there's no better way to return to Mr. Rogers' neighborhood than his 90th birthday. The upcoming documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor, revealed a new trailer for the occasion. Academy Award-winning director Morgan Neville, 20 feet from stardom, takes an intimate look at the lessons yes, and legacy of Fred trailer. Rogers, the beloved children's television host. Um, okay. Okay, hold on. Okay, this should hold over fans until Tom Hanks can appear on screen as Fred Rogers in You Are My Friend, which was announced in January. Awesome. Yeah, yes. So, uh, yeah. Yes. So, yes, he is. So, I'm going to Won't hold on. Be? My neighbor. Hello, neighbor. <laughs> so, as Let we me put on my kids. As we wrap up <laughs> <Yeah>. the. <laughs> and my sweater. And my cardigan. My cardigan. Yeah. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta look this we're up while make, we're talking. We're yeah. Oh, no problem. So, yeah, you'll you'll like them. So, anyways, uh, I just wanted to touch base, really, because uh, what's going on in the world is just so crazy right now. And uh, Rochelle will verify. I don't know about the last seven or eight weeks. I've just tried this positivity stuff, and so I wanted to end the show on a uh, on a good note with the Mister Rogers document. Uh, documentary, yeah. and um, we should both see it and discuss it, and and, and uh, I'm gonna, say what we like. I'm gonna but, try to see it, and because uh, it's not everywhere, it's mm-mm. it's you can only see it in certain theaters, right? Um, it should be in every theater. <laughs> well, you know what? Honestly, like um, there were a lot of there's been a lot of movies that have come out that started in art houses, right? And then and got, got a, a a a national wide release because it was so popular. I think that's going to be one of the ones. Awesome, I really do. Um, okay, so hold on here. Okay, it's not on his IMDb yet. So dang it. Okay, never mind. I was trying to see when it would might come out, but it's not on IMDb yet. All right, and we will be back uh, not next week, but the following week because oh, we're uh, not going to no Fourth of July. I just found out we're not. <laughs> so we come back, and we're not we're not going back. We're again. a teaser. We're a teaser. No, but we will be back soon, and then uh, when we come back, uh, we will be permanently back and uh, on Mondays for a while, uh, and just then, a couple more times, yeah, maybe once, and then and then we'll and we're back to then, our Tuesday slot. Tuesdays, yep. All, All right. right, we'll talk to everybody soon. Take care.